Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. And welcome, friends, to another episode of Looking for the Middle. Thanks for being here. We are slowly but surely getting close to the end of season four. Yeah, because it's next week, right? It is. And we haven't told y'all that yet, but surprise, it's next week. (laughs) So we... You're welcome. Yeah. So, you know, we like to have a little bit of a summer vacation, too. So we're going to, you know, take some time, go to the pool a lot. And we'll be back in September like we always are. We'll have stuff for y'all in the meantime, so we're not going away permanently or even temporarily for that matter. (laughs) So, but we're getting there. But this has been quite the season. Quite the season. I think this is going to be quite the episode. I think so, too. I was not expecting the, the response we've gotten from this. No, I literally texted Bethany yesterday and was like, it was just a picture of the title of this episode which is why is dating so hard? And then I just typed, I have no idea. (laughs) And it was like, here's the outline so far. (laughs) And boy, have we got an outline for you today. Yeah. So we will get into that in just a second because y'all played a really big part in this episode, which we're super grateful for. But before we get in, We'll do our question of the day and then just our little reminder of if you're not following us on social media already, you should go do that because you would have been able to submit your answer to this question had you been following us on Instagram. So you can find us on Instagram at LFTM underscore podcast or on Facebook at Looking for the Middle Podcast. So when you're done listening, go follow us, friend us, like us, all the things. Whatever you do. Yes. (laughs) So don't forget to do that. And then my question of the day which I've just now forgot. (laughs) Oh, okay. My question of the day. What is something that makes you cry that you'd be embarrassed or like slightly like, oh, I don't really want people to know that this makes me cry, but it's kind of funny. Oh my goodness. Which you don't cry a lot. I'm not a crier. So I was like, "Mm, I can stump her with this one. Oh. Do you want me to go first? Yes. You're going to have to. So... I've got her, y'all. Yeah, I'm stumped. (laughs) Okay. So mine is any sort of um, like the audition process for a singing or talent show. (laughs) I love that. Particularly, it happened when I was watching a clip of America or Britain's Got Talent yesterday. Or is that the one that Simon's on? No, he's on America's Got Talent. He is on America's Got Talent. None of the judges are American. Okay. That's what I thought. I was like, wow, they're yeah. all British. Okay. So him, um, or that show, and then really when I watch The Voice and go through all the blind auditions, it's ridiculous how many times I tear up. Because That's funny. It's just this sweet, like, they've, especially the ones that are, like, older and they've been wanting to do this for so long and their family's, like, freaking out in the back <laughs> and everybody's crying. It gets me every time. So that would be my answer. Have I totally stumped I've you? I've got nothing. I mean, I will cry at the you occasional at movie. Um, Is it always scenes that everybody else would cry in? Not everybody else, yeah. but they're like, they're not surprising. No. I... Videos of soldiers coming home get okay. me, but like... But that's not embarrassing. Everyone does. But everybody like, does. But I think that's a good... That sort of answers the Documentaries... Okay, no, hold is on. There... That's your answer. You cry at documentaries? Oh, there's one. It was called Bully. It was on Netflix. And it was about these kids being bullied. I bawled through the entire thing. I mean, this little nine-year-old kid's talking about his friend who had been bullied and, like, committed suicide. Oh, my god! So it was awful. Like, the whole documentary was gut-wrenching. I would be more concerned about people who didn't cry That's that. true. Like, That's a good like, point. Do you have a soul? That's a good point. It's okay. That that counts. I don't. Yeah. I, I, you should have said documentaries and then one about like. Just left it alone. Yeah. Just, like the leaves changing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. I'm being stupid. I tried to pick a lighthearted like, uh, question. Boys and make then, me cry. Uh, oh. Well, that leads in I was, perfectly. I was literally about to say, I uh, other than a movie or a breakup, I can't think of the last time I cried. Wow. That must be nice. Uh, okay yeah i'm i'm just not a crier 
I think I'm just more impressed that I stumped her, y'all, because this never happens. <laughs> she stumps me all the time, and I never get to do this. So Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, that's fine. I have emotion. I have a soul. I promise. I just, I don't express it through tears. There you go. It's all. And there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay. Are you ready for this episode? <laughs> I think so. I'm excited. I am, In too. a funny way. I really am. Because maybe we'll finally get to the bottom of this. Maybe. Um... So yeah, the episode is why is dating so hard? And it's funny because this one question literally started this podcast. We were at my apartment. It's been, wow, it's been a little over two years at this point. Y'all, if you've listened for long, you've probably heard the story. It was Memorial Day weekend. We'd had a pool party and the girls were all back at my apartment afterwards. And we were just talking about boys and, you know, the confusing nature of all that. And someone asked the question, Ugh, why is dating so hard? And talk about stumping everyone. We were like, I don't know. I think I may have been the one. <laughs> did you ask? I, I couldn't I remember did. if it was you or Steph or who. Okay. And I made the comment then of, you know, this would be a lot easier if I wasn't a Christian. And obviously I don't mean that wishing that I wasn't, but just looking at it objectively of, there's an added layer of complexity and difficulty and just, I don't want to say hoops to jump through, but I guess additional boxes that need to be checked that aren't there otherwise. And if that wasn't something that was important to me, it'd be really easy to find someone. And so that's really out of that is where this whole thing was born because we said, you know, we can't be the only people that are thinking this. And we weren't. <laughs> Clearly, as a proof of what you're about to hear. Yeah. And so we've, yeah, two years later, here we are asking the question. And so we asked you guys. We texted some of our friends. We put it on Instagram, in our stories. And we said, okay, why is dating so hard? What makes it difficult? I think I, I prefaced it to some of my friends of like, okay, as a Christian, what, you know, what is unique about dating as a Christian that makes it maybe more difficult? And... Y'all, we haven't gotten a response like this to anything we've ever asked before, which just goes to show that this is something that a lot of people run into. It's confusing. It's frustrating. And nobody seems to exactly know why. Yeah, we really struck a chord with this one. And it was interesting because in the Men Tell All episode with Dylan from a couple weeks ago, we had made the comment because we ask all the guys in our Men Tell All episodes, you know, what's the hardest part about dating as a Christian guy? And we got two answers from everybody we asked on episodes. And then when we asked our guy friends, like, outside of recording, it was either staying pure and not crossing the physical boundaries and the size of the dating pool. We did not get another type of answer. Which, if you need any proof that guys are more simple and, like, clear cut than we are, here's your example. Because we've got, like, 50 different responses <laughs> from girls to this question when we asked it. But And we just asked yesterday. Yeah. One day before we record this, we asked this question. And yet, we literally have almost 50 different reasons. Yeah. And it's just, it's so crazy to me that it doesn't shock me that there were this many but then it does at the same time. And I'm reading and I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, I agree with that. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that one before. Like there are so many different, and yeah, there are themes and we'll get into that in a second. But when we had the conversation with Dylan, that was kind of the, oh, we need to ask this because we haven't asked girls this. And so we just, all we had for this episode was literally the question, why is dating so hard? We didn't have any notes. We didn't have any like sub points we planned on talking, or at least I didn't. Did you? No. Okay. No. And now here we have this list of all these different things. Yeah. Why dating is so hard. And so we wanted to go through them and share what you guys said and show you some themes that we did pick up on. And then also give you our, what we think our answers are yeah and hopefully give you some practical takeaways to move forward we're not going to solve the problem we're not going to no. be able to make it easy with this one episode otherwise we would have quit doing this podcast a long time ago <laughs> but hopefully this will be helpful and insightful because if anything i think a lot of good's going to come from this episode but just reading these responses has helped me put words around things that I've been thinking about and trying to convey to people and haven't been able to articulate yeah. it. And y'all are clearly more articulated about this than I am. Because I'm like, <laughs> what she said, like, 
yeah. copy paste this the next time someone asks me why are you single here let me tell you here's this what my friend whoever said on instagram mm-hmm. so let's take a look real quick at some of those themes first and then we can that'll lump a lot of these together so the first one that it honestly surprised me a little mm-hmm. coming from the female population i would agree was that there were a lot of answers that dealt with a fear of rejection of a fear of vulnerability, a fear of just the insecurity and the risk that go along with dating. And I think we stereotypically slap that label on guys because they're the ones that are supposed to ask a girl out and they're the ones who are supposed to lead and all of this. And as the ones who are responding, we don't, it just surprised me that that fear of rejection was so prevalent, but the more I thought about it, it makes sense. It does a lot to put yourself out there. And so that one was a definite recurring theme in our list. Yeah. And then the other one, this was the only one that we had in common with the guys, but a lot of them tied back to the size of the dating pool that you have fewer people to pick from, particularly as a Christian. It was interesting to me that people answered it differently Like some people talked about like the difficulty of actually dating and some people took it as, okay, well, it's hard to find someone to date. Mm -hmm. And because I talked to Mm -hmm. my brother about this, I texted him and we, he ended up calling me and we talked about it last night. He was like, it didn't even cross my mind about it being hard to find somebody I thought about, which he's been in a relationship for two and a half years. So I was like, of course you'll think through that filter. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. But whereas my mind as a single person who's not dating anybody, that's where I'm thinking, okay, the very initial stages, the pre-dating, the finding somebody to continuously date, that's, that's where my mind goes to as far as what's hard. So it was interesting even in those answers, there was a variation talking about like the size of the pool or whatever. There was, there were people that went that direction and then people yeah. who didn't. Yeah. Cause when we asked the question, we just said, why is dating so hard? The end. Yeah. I didn't so, want to give a lot of like, right. Parameters or make you answer a certain <laughs> way. And y'all didn't, y'all no. went with it, which was great. <laughs> and then another one, another theme that just kind of was throughout and it was fascinating to me because I kind of had this like light bulb moment because so many people talked about how they're looking for clarity and that's what they want. And they want, you know, clear definition of what this is. Are we dating? Are we not? People talked about how confusing dating is and they just needed clarity and they just need reiteration that this is going somewhere and all of these things. And it was interesting to me that because we've heard this in many different topics on many different things from guys and girls people are just looking for clarity. And it's fascinating to me. This is what kind of was my light bulb moment that everyone's, everyone wants clarity, guys and girls. Everyone says, yeah, clarity. We need to communicate all these things. And yet the almost number one thing running through these is that dating is not clear and it's confusing. So where's the disconnect if everyone wants clarity, but no one seems to be getting it? Why is that? Yeah, I have no idea, honestly, because I'm like, I want it too. (laughs) And when Bethany called and we were talking through that, I was like, okay, we're doing an episode on this next season because (laughs) as we started talking about it, like, how can we make this easier for people at least to ask for clarity Mm -hmm. or to to hear some tangible ways to get it or to find it or to ask for it because clearly that's something that we're all wanting and there's a big gap in trying to find it yeah so we'll talk a lot about that more yeah next season not to be like horrible teases but it's just very interesting and I think I don't know I think it just comes back to our, our culture at large and how we approach communication how we approach vulnerability how we approach putting yourself out there I think social media plays a big part of it so I think there's a lot to it but it was fascinating to me that no one is clear on what's going on but everybody wants to be Mm -hmm. it's true okay so looking at our list of responses here what why don't we share a couple of our favorites okay that we got and then we're gonna read some that fall under those themes that we just shared with y'all and then we'll tie up at the end with some hope encouragement that we're all so, yeah, gonna so need. this is straight from you guys yes um, okay go for it bethany we start your, first yeah, you go first i had a couple of favorites that i was just like yes i really relate to that i agree one of them she said dating is really hard when you don't have clarity about someone 
I have so many friends who are in a weird dating stage where they don't know how they feel or how the other person feels and not having that clarity makes things really difficult. And I think this one, she says the word clarity, but this kind of lends itself to that vulnerability. Like we're just, because we have so much technology, I think, I think that plays a part here. We can just kind of like text a lot and we can flirt and we can whatever, but nobody really knows how anyone feels and no one really wants to say how they feel necessarily because, well, what if this isn't the person? What if there's something better? What if one of these 15 people on Bumble who's waiting to talk to me or has swiped or whatever, what if they're who I need to be with? So I don't want to say too much here and miss out on something there. And in the meantime, you're just going in circles and no relationship ever progresses anywhere because no one will say, this is what I think. This is what I feel about you. Mm -hmm. So I, I get that. And it's exhausting. I mean, I've been in this place. It's exhausting. It's infuriating. It's, you start to think you're crazy. (laughs) You start to wonder, am I losing my mind? And that's just not a fun place to be when you're just like, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what we are. I don't know what you're thinking. So I relate. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of the things about dating now that breaks my heart, honestly, because you, you see so many people that are so hesitant to commit because the ideal of somebody they're always being somebody a little bit better, a little bit closer to perfect is keeping them from picking someone who's really amazing mm-hmm. and who does fit a lot of what they're looking for. But because it's not every single thing, they're like, oh, I've got all these options. Right. And so there's got to be somebody out there that's even better than this. And it's so, it's so sad. And it's so like, I was talking to my mom the other day. We were talking about buying a house. And I'm like, buying a house and dating are very similar. (laughs) Because you're never going to find a house that's going to meet every single thing on your check. You're going to have to compromise on something. Whether Mm -hmm. it's the size of the yard. Whether it's the features in the kitchen. Whether it's, you know, in a neighborhood. Whether it's not in a neighborhood. I don't know. Just random stuff. But you're not going to find something and if you do you probably can't afford it so yep (laughs) there's that out of your league yes (laughs) so you know you can't even though people do it it's sad but you really have to be careful that you don't always just have this mentality of oh there's got to be something better out there because you're gonna miss out on somebody who's really wonderful because they may not check one or two of your 17 boxes that you're hoping for Yeah, and let's take your house analogy a little bit further. What do you do when you're buying that house? You buy it, you fix it up, you work through the things you don't like, and you make it home. And then you look back and it's perfect. You, you're glad you did that. The, the work you put in, the investment you made into that house is worth it in the end because you've built something that is now your home. Yeah. And it's the same way here. You work through those things. You refine together. Mm -hmm. And then you look back and say, wow, like, look how far we've come. And I think now in this day and age is really the, the first time that I can really think of where we are ending things with someone or a potential someone because there might be something better not because there's something wrong here mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah that's a great point i hadn't we, thought about we, that things end and it doesn't work out because well this just isn't what i wanted or that would probably be better not because there's an issue here and i mean you have to be careful with that because just because you date someone doesn't mean well you have to keep going until you find something wrong i'm not saying that but once you're in a relationship and you are with someone It makes it incredibly difficult for anyone to be comfortable, to be vulnerable, to let those walls down when they're constantly wondering, what if, what if I say this, is he going to break up with me? Or if I do that, what if he thinks I'm weird or whatever? You can't fully be yourself because of someone out there might be better and then they're going to move on to them. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a underlying pressure that's not ever really been there as much before. I would agree with that for sure. Okay, one of my favorites. Let's see. Okay, one 
girl said, because we're so committed to one outcome, i.e. getting married, that anything else feels like a failure. Mm. And this hit me hard because I definitely have that mentality of like, oh, we didn't get married. Everything else is a failure. And I even, I made the comment the other day about something about me spending time talking to one of my ex-boyfriends. And I was like, God, I wasted all that time. And Bethany was like, you didn't waste your time. Like you were investing in that relationship. And that is something that you've learned from since you got out of it. And it was a good little like, not in a mean way, but like put me in my place kind of a moment of, you know what, Kristen, just because it didn't work out doesn't mean it was a waste and it doesn't mean that there isn't purpose in it. And it doesn't mean you failed. It just means the relationship didn't work out and that's not who you're going to be with. Mm-hmm. But we take it as, oh, I didn't marry him. So I have, you know, horribly, miserably failed at love and I am <laughs> doomed for the rest of my life. That's dramatic. But I thought that was a really mm-hmm. just simple, clear cut, but really great point that she made. Yeah, I agree. Just, well, and we've talked about this before in the context of first dates. We have never talked about it in the context of a full relationship and that we've said a successful first date doesn't mean that you are going to date that person. A successful first date is one where you can determine, yes, I want to go on another date or no, I don't. That's all you're looking for there. And so I think kind of the same thing here is You need to have some measurable goals as you progress in a relationship that you're looking to achieve. Not one goal at the end of it that's marriage, that's this pass-fail grade. Break it down a little bit more, and I think that'll be helpful. Yeah, for sure. Okay, what was another one of your favorites? I love this one because I'm in this place right now where I'm like, I can relate to that problem. She said, having to weed through so many of the quote unquote wrong ones can be really discouraging and make you want to throw in the towel. I get that. I actually had a conversation with my mom not too long ago and we were just talking about, I think we were talking about a guy that I had been talking to and she was asking, how is it going? I was like, oh, it's not like because of X, Y, Z, like we're not talking anymore. She's like, okay. She's like, it's gotta be wearying. I think was the word she used to just go, you know, one wrong guy to the next and talking about how it kind of goes back to the the thing of the pool being smaller because you're saying, okay, I, I want to date someone who's a Christian. But then within that even, it's I want to date someone who is mature and actively pursuing the Lord. And that narrows down your Christian population by a lot too. And so just the constant getting your hopes up and having them be disappointed over and over. And I'm not saying hopes up to the moon, but every time you talk to someone, you're kind of like, Ooh, okay, maybe like, let's see. And then it's like, Oh no. And when it's the same, the same issues over and over and over, it does, it gets wearying. And so I, I understand that it's just discouraging and you do, you want to just say, why bother? He's not out there. Hmm. So I, I don't have a solution for that other than to persevere in the Lord, but I can relate to the problem or the issue or why it makes it hard. Absolutely. Definitely. That's a great point because I'm really bad. Y'all know this if you've been listening for a while about getting my hopes up. And that's probably, I may be changing my answer to the (laughs) why I think dating is so hard now that I'm thinking, I won't get ahead of myself. I'm going to tease y'all and we'll wait till the end for you to figure out what I'm going to say about that. Okay. Another one of my favorites. Yes. I'm going to condense this one a little bit because I texted my friend Kennedy who listens and we've, she's had some things that have ended up in episodes before and she just had a really different answer, but I really liked it. And basically she said that one of the things that makes dating so hard is social media. And she talked about how you get this perception of somebody before you date them that, oh, you're basing what you think about them on the highlight reel of their life. So you have this unrealistic expectation of what they're like. And then you get to the point where you're with them. You're like, Oh, well, this isn't really what I expected. And then she talked about too, how it's almost like, I think we talked about this in another episode where you're now with social media, your world has been expanded much further than your parents and grandparents was when they were dating and our age because it was the people in their little town and the people they knew from 
college and the people they grew up with and that was basically it we talked about that last week that was last week okay thank you i was like this was at some point short-term memory loss over here yes sorry y'all our recording days are also all over the place i'm like yeah we did talk about that and i was like wait a minute last week but she talked about how you know so many of our parents and grandparents they married people that they went to middle school high school or college with and now it's oh well i know this person or I follow this person on social media or I can DM this girl and maybe we can start talking or whatever. And she's like, maybe more of us would have ended up like our parents and grandparents and just marrying somebody we knew did, had we not had access to this whole other world. Yeah. And so again, with the options thing, that's just slowly taking over our way of dating. And then the last thing she said, which this was very convicting for me, but She's like, you almost miss out on the getting to know you and like flirting part of the initial parts of dating because you have stalked them so much on every possible internet outlet you can or social media outlet that you can that you know so much about them before you even go out with them. And it's like, oh, you can fake it and ask them where they went to high school and what sports they play. But you already know he was the starting point guard for this high school and he averaged 14 points a game and he was number this and he went to college here and he, you know... And I'm very, very guilty of that. So it was a nice little <laughs> reminder for me to be like, hey, live in the mystery of it. Like, have a little fun with it and don't feel like you've got to know all these different things. Bethany's <laughs> laughing at me. I mean, preaching to the choir. Yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah, but it was so yes. interesting for her to point that out of. And again, I think it goes back to we want to see if he's going to be a potential and so if I can go ahead and figure out as much as I can about him ahead of time then if there's anything that's a massive red flag that I can figure out from his Facebook then I don't even have to go out with him yeah as you were talking it was just kind of going through my head of like I've done that before of like you just start getting to know someone and I think well I need to figure out if it's even worth my time to keep texting this guy because I need to find out everything I can about him so you look through social media and what are you really finding out or there's no context to that, just like there isn't to texting sometimes. And so I think if we just skip through that, yeah, we're kind of robbing a little bit of that getting to know you phase. And I actually was getting to know a guy recently who doesn't have any social media. And so when we were talking, I had to ask a lot of questions and I had to find out stuff because there was no social media to stalk. And I hadn't really put it together, but it was actually a much more enjoyable process than knowing all of this about him that he doesn't know that I know and having to balance that. Um, and it's funny because <laughs> there have been several times in the past few months where I'll be like, oh, Kristen, let me tell you about this guy. And then I tell her all this stuff. And how many times have I told you, oh, well, he doesn't know that I know that. How many times? <laughs> Every time. Right? Mm-hmm. And... So, yeah, when you were reading this yesterday about, like, it's just created this problem, I was like, you know, because especially fresh off the heels of having seen the opposite with someone who doesn't have any social media, I think there's validity to that. I think it's a very insightful thing. I think so, too. And she's, like, a college student. I'm like, wow, <laughs> I wish I had that great of a, a perspective on this when I was in college because yeah. I definitely did not. <laughs> But I just thought that was a super cool and unique answer because mm-hmm. I like we didn't really get another one like that. But I think that she touched on a lot of things that are very true for what we deal with as dating in this generation. Absolutely. So now let's dive into these themes we saw overall, too. And we're going to kind of just hit a few examples of of answers that we got and then maybe kind of break them apart a little and talk through Maybe why this is an issue and what we could do to alleviate that problem. So the first one is we got a lot of answers dealing with the fear of rejection and vulnerability and being insecure or taking that risk. Just like a fear of being rejected for any of those reasons. Really like maybe something hit on an insecurity or something like that. And I do want to point out one thing. I had a conversation about this with a friend of mine several years ago and she was she was talking about some insecurities that she had in her life. And this was not in a dating context. It was just in a friendship context. And and someone had said something about 
one of those insecurities, not knowing that's what it was. Like they didn't know that was a problem. And in her mind, it was this huge thing because that's such a big thing for her. And I, so I said, look, nobody knows that that's a huge thing for you, that insecurity. Nobody knows that's a big thing. And so because it is a huge thing for you, it's going to be at the forefront of your mind. And it's the same thing for all of us with any insecurities that we have. They're at the forefront of our minds. We think about them a lot. They're a big thing. And you are very sensitive to even the slightest mention of that because you're constantly focusing on it. And so I was just telling her, like, remember that nobody else thinks about that as much as you do. They're not saying something in order to get at your insecurity most of the time. They don't even know it's there. So just remember that as you're filtering communication. And I think it applies in dating, too, in that we're looking to be rejected like we have in the past we're looking to be rejected because of our insecurities because we've already convinced ourselves that's why we're going to be rejected and so as much as you can you want to go into it with a clean slate and it's not easy I'm preaching to the choir like I I get it (laughs) but I think that will go a long way in alleviating some of that and now I've said what I think about the answer before. Anyway, I got us all out of order there. <laughs> I just wanted to say that about insecurities. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of the answers that we got that I, I really appreciated was, or now I can't agree with my verbs and I'm not the only one. <laughs> so a couple of the answers that we got that we really appreciated and were well thought out um, were someone said, there's so much uncertainty in dating and it feels like with every step forward, there's an increased possibility of someone getting hurt. And Nicole said that. Oh, okay. My old roommate. I think. Thanks, Nicole. I think it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you have to balance that with, with all of these where you're dealing with the fear of rejection and the fear of vulnerability and the risk of getting hurt. Just because that fear is there and just because that risk is there and just because there's the possibility, like she said, an increased possibility of someone getting hurt the further along you go, that doesn't mean you don't walk down that path. You have to be at a point in your own life where you say hard things are not necessarily bad things. I'm going to push through this. I'm going to take that risk. And this is where the clarity comes in. Because when two people are acknowledging that they're taking that risk because they think the other person is worth it, it adds confidence to both sides. And so I think bring communication into this at an appropriate level as much as you can will help a lot. And then another one, she said, because the only way to develop a relationship is through vulnerability. And vulnerability is such a huge risk when there is no guarantee of success from the other person. The relationship may progress or it may not, but you'll never know if you don't take the risk. And that is so true. It may not go anywhere, but it may. And is your comfortability and your ease and not taking risk, is that worth the unknown of not finding out. So yeah, it is hard and it is risky and it is, you know, terrifying at times, but the scales have to tip to the point of it being worth it. I think in your own mind. Yeah. I remember my brother telling me one time, he was like, Kristen, the pain of hearing the word no will go away a lot faster than the pain of wondering what if. Mm -hmm. And so if you're really, you know, you're not going to, with great risk comes great reward yeah. or whatever the saying is. <laughs> uh-huh. And, but I think, and a couple of the other responses we got around this was talking about exactly what she said. There's no guarantee that the other person is going to reciprocate this. And it's not just, you know, this isn't just something that involves you. It's you and another person. Mm-hmm. That was something that Brett and I were talking about on the phone yesterday was he was saying that, you know, trusting somebody is one of the hardest parts of like when you're initially dating, cause you are trying to figure out if you want to take that risk and he, he's the basketball player. So he says, you know, <laughs> he's like, when I play ball, I, if I just work as hard as I can and practice all the time and put in all the work, I'm going to get the results that I want with a relationship. You can do everything in your power to love the person, treat them well, be a good girlfriend, do, you know, do all the right things. And they still may not want to stay with you or want to mm-hmm. be with you or like you back or whatever it is. And that's terrifying because you only can control so much 
and the rest of it is not up to you. Mm -hmm. And that's where that risk comes in and you've got to decide whether or not you're willing to move forward in that. Yeah, there's an inherent unknown to having someone else be involved. And someone in this list, I don't remember, I'm not going to get it right verbatim, but she said, everything else is just between me and God. This is the one thing where there's another person brought in and the success of this is contingent on that person and their effort too. And that's scary Mm -hmm. because you don't have control. And that's what we want. We want control. We want to plan out every little thing and we can't do that and so your feet are held to the fire on who do you trust ultimately is it you or is it the lord and if you're trusting him ultimately and you've prayed about it and it's worth taking that risk then move forward and i think this explains a little bit why we had that kind of dichotomy of answers between why dating is hard and why finding someone to date is hard is because It takes a lot to step over that threshold and put yourself out there, whether that's with a known person or stepping out into the unknown of trying to find someone. It takes a lot to be willing to do that. Mm, For sure. And that kind of leads us into another theme that we saw as far as dealing with the size of the dating pool, the difficulty of finding someone to date in the first place, which would have been one of my answers um (laughs) one of my favorite responses in this theme she said this she said in christian circles everything feels so ultimate because we have such high standards compared to the rest of the world meaning we rarely come across people we would even consider going out with once and then when we do come across someone who quote unquote checks all the boxes we have to hope and pray that they're interested in us enough to want to get to know us and ultimately to date us yes which is... She's in my brain. Yeah, for, for real. real. Because it's it's this whole thing of, okay, just finding somebody that even meets what I'm looking for is hard enough. And then I have to hope they like me back. Yeah. Which just feeds back into the fear of rejection and all of, all of those things. Because one thing that has just hit me recently, and you and I talked about this too, is that we're... We're told our whole lives growing up as Christians, as people who want to honor the Lord with our dating lives, like we're told you, you date someone because you see the potential of possibly marrying them. We're not told, well, not always, sometimes we are. We're not told though regularly that you should go on a date with someone and then marry them after the first date. Like that's not the stated reasoning, but it's implied a lot, I think. And so Like she said, it feels so ultimate, that one date. And I think it's just hit me. A lot of the rejection comes from because you have this perception that I'm going to date this person or go out with them because I think I could possibly marry them. So when that doesn't work out after one date, I feel rejected as someone saying, you wouldn't be a good wife. Mm -hmm. Not, we just didn't click at dinner or on the guy's side, they're the ones who are supposed to put themselves out there and ask a girl out. And we say, why is it so hard? Just ask a girl out. But at the same time, translate that to them. They're asking a girl out on a date that they've been told their whole lives basically means you need to know whether or not you would possibly want to marry her. So when that girl says no, she practically refused a marriage proposal. (laughs) And I'm being kind of, you know, tongue in cheek there, but like the rejection is magnified because it feels like you're either rejecting someone as a husband or wife, as opposed to just rejecting a dinner or we didn't, we went, we didn't click. It's no big deal. Not you would make a horrible wife or you would make a horrible husband. That's not what that is, but it feels like it sometimes. Yeah. And just to be clear, not that I even feel like I need to be, but we don't want it to be that way. No. Like, if guys are wondering, like, oh, do girls just love the thought of, like, oh, we, you know, we date and, oh, I can marry this. No, I wish my brain was not tilted that way. Right. I wish that I just had the mentality, like, I was talking to my boss about it today, and he was like, I dated a lot of girls. He's like, I didn't have a lot of girlfriends, and I normally went into dates thinking, like, eh, it probably won't turn into anything, but it's a good time, and we'll go get ice cream, or we'll go to a movie, or whatever. And I'm like, I've never thought about dating that way. And and my boss, like, loves the Lord and is a strong, I mean, he's a pastor. So it's not like, 
<laughs> you know, this isn't somebody who shares the same like faith and values that I do. But I wish that that mentality wasn't constantly kind of flashing in my brain around dating. I wish that I could just be like, okay, yeah, let's go out. And if you didn't like me, okay, cool. And then if I didn't like you, okay, fine. And then we move on. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think doing this podcast and having the conversations we've had over the past two years has started to help kind of deconstruct that a little bit. And hopefully that's been the case for y'all if you've been listening and you've struggled with that too. But it's, it's a deep set thing that we, you know, have heard from the church for years and years and years now. And it's not just going to go away suddenly or randomly. Like we really have to work to really figure out, okay, what what does this rejection actually mean? He is not saying that I'm going to be a bad wife by telling me that he doesn't want to go out with me again. And me reading into that is not healthy or wise on my part. So again, that's growth and maturity and working through it. But I mean, she nailed it though, because it's, it's, that's the default of what we go to. Another one that kind of went in the same vain I was gonna mark this as one of my favorites but then it fell into the theme so I was like dang it but she was like dating's hard because you either like someone who doesn't like you or someone likes you and you don't like them back and I was like wow that's yeah just I'm like why can't why couldn't I have thought of that's so simple but then right. it's like oh nope that's I feel like that's it yeah so funny along those lines she talks about either I like someone and they don't like me or vice versa we have a running joke between us about, you know, looking for a unicorn. And we laugh because we're like, our our standards don't seem that unreasonable for a first date. We say, I'm looking for someone who loves Jesus, who likes me, and who I find normal and attractive. (laughs) That's it. That's it. No catch. And that normal and attractive is very subjective. Because what I find under that category, you won't. So it's not a hard and fast rule. The others are more defined. Right. So that's three things. But we talk about it. We're like, we're trying to find a unicorn. Because trying to find all three of those things in the same guy is nearly impossible. It's really easy to to find a guy who loves Jesus and likes me, but is not normal. Or it's really easy to find a guy who is normal and likes me, but does not love Jesus. And it's the the most common one I run into is that he loves Jesus and is normal and I find him attractive. However, he does not like me. That's the <laughs> kicker for me. But I I get that because I'm like, I don't I don't know what to do. Yeah. So I don't know what to tell we're just you to out do. here looking for unicorns, guys. That's all. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> it's true though. So now let's answer the question ourselves. Kristen, <sighs> why is dating so hard? <sighs> Dramatic sigh. Um, <laughs> so my first, my the first thing that popped into my head was the size of the dating mm-hmm. pool and just um, finding someone, like you said, who's not just checking the Christian box, but who is mature in their faith and who is actively pursuing the Lord that I'm actually interested in dating. Um, so the unicorn. So th- <laughs> that is my first thing. But then this afternoon, right before I left work, um, our sweet friend Jill on Instagram sent this response. And I'm going to, I'm going to credit her, but I want this now to be my answer. <laughs> she knocked it out of the park, she y'all. killed it. And I'm just like, this is everything I've thought about dating and more over the past couple of years. So I'm just going to read this to y'all. She said, it's hard to find someone who meets your spiritual, physical, and emotional requirements. And when you do find that person, you may not meet their requirements. So you turn to the online world to meet more people. But then you're faced with barriers like distance and trying to build a connection with a complete stranger from scratch. And there's no commonality in work, school, or church to bond over. So it's challenging. So to put into a nutshell what is a complex topic, dating is hard because we want to fall in love, but there's no formula for it. There's no way to quote unquote, make it happen. You can listen to a million podcasts and learn a few tips, but at the end of the day, it feels like chance or luck or God favoring some people over others. And we can try our best to put ourselves out there and be the very best version of ourselves, but ultimately it's not in our control. 
And I literally just sat there on my phone and just stared at it with my jaw <laughs> on the floor. I was like, this girl read my mind. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. But every single topic from what you're looking for to the the conflict of online dating and all of that. And then the formula thing just hit yeah. it home because I'm such a creature of like, there's got to be a plan yeah. or there's got to be a 10 step process that I can follow. And this is going to happen. A plus B equals C. Exactly. Right. And it's, it's not a black and white thing at all. And you know, you hear people all the time like, well, you just got to put yourself out there. You just got to go find you somebody. I'm like, honey, if it were that easy. And you know, we joke, joke all the time, but we do say like, if I wanted to be married bad enough, I could go make that happen. It, I could. And not, I'm not saying that in an arrogant way at all, but if I really wanted to be married that bad to the point where I throw my standards out the window, I throw my values and my faith, you know, over to the side just for the sole purpose of getting married. I could do that, but I'm not going to. And Bethany isn't either. And I'm sure you aren't either. You don't want to do that. And so you do struggle with this feeling of like, I'm doing everything I can and it's still not happening. So now what? And I wish I had an answer for that question, but I don't. I know. It's it's tough. And I think my my answer to that question, if someone asked me, Bethany, why is dating so hard? I think the one thing I would come back to is it is because we live in a culture that doesn't like to do hard things anymore. And building the kind of relationship she was just talking about is a hard thing. It's not easy. It's the day to day dealing with sin and frustration and everything going on in the world and work and all of those things. And then you put on top of that, trying to get to know someone and build a relationship and the stress that comes with that. And it's easier to say, this is hard. It's not comfortable. I don't want to, but it's also because, well, I know there's that online world she talked about is out there and what if there's something better what if there's something easy I know everyone says it's not like the movies but what if it really is and I find that person that makes it hard that makes it difficult and so we ask the question why is dating hard and the answer is because people don't like doing hard things and it just goes in a circle it's hard because no one wants to do hard things and we make it a hard thing by not wanting to do it how it should be and round and round we go so I think that's why it's hard I don't know what the solution is I don't know that there is a formula for a solution like she was saying I think as with everything you turn to the Lord you take it to him and you know that you have a savior who can relate to your struggles and your sufferings and the things that are hard can he relate to 21st century dating and all that goes along with it in the specifics? I don't think that's what that passage means. It's saying he's dealt with rejection. He has dealt with risk. He has dealt with uncertainty in his human form. And at the pinnacle of that, he was headed to the cross and he said, you know, if there's any way that I can avoid this, take it from me. He didn't want to do the hard things either. In his flesh, in his humanity, he he looked at that and didn't want to do that. And he said, Lord, if there's any way that I can avoid this, please take it from me. But he said, not my will, but thine. And I think that's what we have to say in this is like, it is hard and I don't understand. And it seems like there's no one out there. And I very much am aware of how little control I have over this. And instead of trying to grasp at the straws of that control, you have to say, not my will, but thine, and turn it over to the Lord, whether you have a clear solution or not, because I don't know that that's possible. Yeah. And I'm going to butcher this quote, but whoever said that, you know, nothing, nothing worth having was ever easy. And I think about all the things that I treasure the most, that I appreciate the most, that I love the most have come as a result of me going through a hard season or doing something that was difficult. And a relationship is no different, whether that's, you know, going through tough dating situations and being rejected and getting your heart broken, whether that's waiting, because we all know how hard waiting is, but that's what I keep telling myself. I'm like, I 
am hoping and praying for the day where I get to look my husband in the face and be like, you were so worth waiting for. And that's what I have to keep thinking about. Be like, you know what? Yeah, it's hard right now. And yeah, it gets lonely. And yeah, it sucks to be single from time to time. But I am praying for the day that I hope I get to say, you know what? But you were worth it. And I would do it all again mm-hmm. just to you know, be with you because the Lord orchestrated this. Yeah. And that's been my prayer, too. It's like I want it to be so obvious that the Lord worked out everything between me and my husband getting together that there was no way I could have made it happen on my own. Yeah. And, you know, I hope that you guys will have that same mentality. It's just you do what you can do and then you let the Lord do what only he can do. Mm-hmm. And. Don't shy away from hard things. Yes. Even dating. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what I think our ultimate takeaway, the one thing I would take away from this, and I think I would encourage you guys to, is yes, dating is hard, but the solution to that isn't make it easy. The solution is do it anyway. Mm. Amen. I love that. We'll leave you with that. That's a good (laughs) drop the mic and walk. Actually, don't really. because I'm going to hold on to my mic. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Pay a lot of money for this. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up our semi-answered answer. We answered. Answered why dating so hard. And so did y'all. So if you were one of the people who sent in a response, thank you so much. Even if we didn't specifically read yours, we thoroughly enjoyed reading all of them. Yeah, we did read them all. They all got put in our notes. They all got categorized. And we really appreciate y'all taking the time to do that because it helped or put together this whole episode. So y'all are the best. And if you like what you heard today or anything else we ever say, you should go tell us tell us about your friends. No, you should go <laughs> tell your friends about us uh, because we would love for your friends to become part of the LFTM family. Also, we are super close to 100 like ratings on iTunes. So if you haven't done that yet, go hit the little five-star button rate the podcast we would love it because i would love to see that tick over to triple digits that would be i didn't even realize that look at us (laughs) and if you want to just leave us a review too while you're there we would love that also so go do that too y'all are just the best and be sure to come back on friday for Couchcast, and then next week for our season finale so be there we'll be there and we can't wait until then but until next time y'all i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle (laughs) 